Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome to Comic Book Nation's The Pull List. Uh, I am Matt Aguilar, and of course I have the amazing team with me with a new guest that has not been, I don't think, on CB Nation for a minute, but also uh, for The Pull List debut. So, Kofi Outlaw, uh, my brother from another right here. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's comics time. And Jim Viscardi. I was really return. starting to, I was really trying to not take it personally. Adam Bale. Fresh out of jail. Forced, comic forced book my nation way, dreaming. Forced yeah. my way back onto the show. Well, look, it's comics. It makes it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you know, there are very few well, yeah, people. This video right here. Because I watch the show. I listen to the show. Some of y'all have trash comic opinions. So I'm about to. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore. I, I don't think we're allowed to say that about our co-host anymore. But um, it's true. We do. Uh, and I'll take the L. I have some trash comic opinions here. But will we get into And I'm interested to see how we all, speaking of this, about opinions, because it could go either way with one of our books today. This and week is so a curious. week. Yeah, I can't wait. I am so curious it's, to it's see. The, it's going to be about. divisive for sure. Of course, if you want to catch our first episode, uh, we can actually check out the Comic Book YouTube page, Comic Book Nation YouTube page. You can also check it out in audio form as well. Uh, so definitely dive into those comics. We even took some uh, suggestions uh, from from some of our fans for this episode, kind of wanting some additional books from outside of the big two. And I think. I can safely say we we did that. Uh, we are obviously going to continue to diversify uh, the lineup, get shine to other books that maybe aren't uh, spotlighted as much throughout the week. So continue to let us know what you want to see from this. We will be doing this every week, and we're having a lot of comics fun. But uh, as Kofi and Jim alluded to, we've got two big books uh, that we're going to talk about in the main sections, and then we're going to do some rapid-fire reviews to cover a lot of other books in the third section. Uh, we're going to start with Transformers, number two. I wanted to start things on a positive <laughs> note. <laughs> That's why I did Smart. it this way. <laughs> and Smart. Transformers, number two. Look, Transformers, number one, we talked about on, on Comic Book Nation. Uh, and I think it was like universal praise. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson just like knocked that debut out of the park. So the the mm -hmm. tier was high for issue two. Is it going to hit that sophomore slump? I you know I for me um, this is one of the and, it, and it's one of our big overarching questions. There was just a Transformers movie uh, that I believe Jim loved and I know I loved mm -hmm. that recently came out. Uh, did some crossover stuff. Uh, did Beast Wars. Did all these other things. But my God, I, I read this book and I went, I just want a movie of this. Like, I just want them to follow this exact blueprint, including the crossover. And it's kind of like, is this already shaping up to be one of the best Transformers stories, you know, ever? Is this already, are we already on that track for this? I adored this issue, but like, that's kind of the question I want to put out to you guys. Uh, no, Jim, Jim, I know Jim wants to go. Go ahead. I think it's one of, I think it's one of those things where, Transformers in comics has gone on for like has happened for a long time, right? Like we'd be remiss to not acknowledge the like decades worth of work that happened at 
you know, other publishers. Right. I think uh, when you have, but like to me, those books never felt big enough, right? Whether it was a, a creative team or a story arc or whatever, it just never felt big. Uh, now it's not to disparage any of the, you know, anyone who's worked there was on some amazing books. books in those runs. So I mean, I'm sure there were like, like I loved, like the, there was that, that all hail Megatron miniseries mm -hmm. that, you know, that I, that I really loved. Um, and like that, like there was good stuff there, but it just, again, right. Like when you have a new number one and you've got like, you know, new publisher and you're doing cool stuff, knowing that like the Energon universe stuff like feels cool, fun and exciting. And, and this book really like capitalizes. Like I was never a huge I was a Beast Wars kid, right? That was that was my jam. I was never a G1 Transformers guy. I was never, you know, super big on that front. But I've always but I like I always wanted to be. Like I love the idea of Transformers. I love the idea of Optimus Prime. Like Optimus Prime is like one of my favorite like heroes even though I never really like read any of his stuff. I just thought he was really cool. And and this really like I like that this is kind of a soft reboot in a sense. And so like, we're, like I feel I can kind of jump in and not have to worry per se. Right. And I guess like mission accomplished uh, in, in that sense. Cause I know that's what they've said they wanted to do, but I, but I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this and it looks great. Like Daniel, Daniel Warren oh Johnson God. is probably one of the best people they could have picked for something like this. Kofi, what, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, like, I think we said kind of in the first issue how deftly they make you feel the familiar beats of Transformers, but dropped you into a new kind of rebooted take on it. And in just how Johnson, just like with power bomb, do a power bomb right in that first opening makes you feel all this family drama, like these deeper kind of character conflicts that are going on and this larger universal kind of scope to this thing without losing your focus or losing the core kind of driving storyline of it. And this issue expands that and kind of does so slowly, but surely kind of is stepping out. But again, it's doing transformers in a kind of way that mixes both like the G one fun of it, but with an edgier tone, like that opening scene, like really stuck with me. Like, just seeing Optimus Prime, like, get used to moving on Earth. And these are things that are, like, this is the wonderful thing about, like, good, you know, former geeks who sat in the lunchroom having these conversations. You can tell who they are, that they've been waiting years to just get into these details. Like, what is it like for Optimus Prime, this huge multi-ton metal person coming from a metal planet to have to adjust to what Earth is in, like... It's the kind of man of steel of it all, right? It's like funniest opening sequence I've read in a comic book in a very long time. I thought funny, Jim. What's wrong with you? It's like heartbreaking. I mean, it's sad. I mean, yeah, sure, it's sad, but like, I legitimately was like when they showed what Optimus steps on, I was like, oh, yeah. But it's I was hoping it wasn't a person. Person, right? Sorry, yeah. I was like, how dark are we going? Because I knew John's not afraid to go dark. Like, you know, I was like, how dark are we going right here? <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, the first issue was like Starscream murdering people. And it's just mm -hmm. like horribly murdering people. And it's just like, oh boy, he's taking assessments and the conversations with Spikes. Like, that's all just exposition we know. Like, we know all this. We know about Cybertron and stuff. But yet it's more it's still interesting to read it in this conversation, in this context with, uh, with an actual 
weirdly emotionally vulnerable Optimus Prime. And you're like, oh, you know, like Optimus Prime is, he's having a hard moment here. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> getting into these characters and they feel new, like Starscream feels scary instead of comic relief. Cliff Jumper is already like, I I'm talking about Cliff Jumper more right now than I think I've talked about Cliff Jumper in right, the last decade, with you. <laughs> right? Like, it's just like, of all the Transformers, but it's clear, like, you know, that he's a kind of going to be a focus and a favorite here. And yeah, and the stakes feel real. Bumblebee's dead. Like, things are real in this battle. Like, and then you get this crazy crossover where it's just like, oh, we are already going into this. So yeah. well done. Yeah. So good. Oh, my God. When they first, they're in the plane. And by the way, we're going to get into light spoilers for this. Actually, we're going to yeah. get into I was just Let's just put this. the disclaimer out there. There's going to be spoilers. Because so. yeah, I can't you, not talk about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when they show the other person in the plane, in the jet, I was like, okay, that's someone. Who is that? I was like, that's that they don't just drop that for nothing, right? And then when you like see him like go, you know, manage to like avoid Starscream and like knock him back, and then they just all they do is show the name tag. And I just yeah. lost my mind. I was like, that's how you do it. <laughs> that but is- like right before like Starscream basically like fly swats just smashes a dude, dude between in the air. Yeah. <laughs> And the way they did that, by the way, with his face showing up, like, in the next panel, like, (laughs) hi. And just so, it's so freaky. And uh, And there's, like, a big splat. I've had my iPad open, like, right here. Like, yeah, it's just a big splat. And then the guy's just mush. And then you're just, like... And Duke goes full Michael Jordan. He just like, I take that personally. <laughs> oh, did I let that cat out of the bag? Yeah, I let the cat out of the bag. Sorry. But, no, 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 no. It's good. No, it's oh, fine. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I mean, yeah. like the reveal, like the, the Duke reveal, I think is is great. And uh, that, yeah, that better be an opening scene in a movie because that is the moment that also is so wonderful about illustrating like this yeah. isn't just the army. This is freaking G.I. Joe. Yeah. If a giant robot shows up, and starts reeking like G.I. Joe isn't running like Duke's popping two jetpack wings and he's going at it. And like, that's G.I. Joe. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, boy. Like when I saw that happen. Yeah. Like this is just nuts. It's, this is the most fun. Yeah. If they want to make money with this stuff, they started with the Beast War stuff and they actually want to make money off these movies. They need to be reading these comics and just start storyboarding now. Just like go with it. I have to imagine part of that is the point. Right. right. Yeah. I, I hope so. if it I like look. So. I don't want to anger the comics community, but if publishers haven't figured this out to start using this as the testing ground for your IPs, and if it works, just paste it onto the screen. Like that's the way it should be. The thing that should be the thing about all this that act that that like really kind of gets gets me excited is I'm also really into I'm really digging Void Rivals too, and I'm I really can't wait to see how. Like, I know we're probably a bit a ways from that, but like seeing how all of this ties together, I think is going to be, um, is going to be the Energon universe, which I love the name of the Energon universe. Okay. So, but also at like, there's that reveal at the end and like, I am not a trans, a huge transformers fan, like really kind of beyond the movies and beast wars. Um, is that character, is that character, is that a comics character or is that a movie character now in the comics? Oof. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's see. Well, Maybe we'll let the audience. Like, wait, the I missed. The wi- wiki. Oh, oh, you mean the the dad? Yeah, are you talking about the yeah. dad? Well, the wi- like, isn't it? Isn't his wait, last wiki. name? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. He's from G one. Yeah, oh, isn't that Sam's G1? dad? Okay, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah I didn't realize Sam's dad. I didn't realize Sam's dad. Sam's yeah, dad. he wasn't well, a soldier. No, he was a mechanic. Like, 
Yeah. I thought you meant like a transformer, and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I meant to, yeah, no, I was like, scrolling. Yeah, I went no, back no, through, I, I was like, What did I miss? No, 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 the human character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I also, didn't by the way, happens. that whole this is I mean, this is something the movie, you know, uh Rise of the Beast did really well. Was I was like shouting from the rooftops how they made me care about the human characters and like I liked these mm-hmm. people, I wanted to yep. follow them. Again, the comic, I've never cared about Spike ever (laughs) i've never cared uh and the fact that they've you know when he's talking to optimus about family and that's how they relate right they just relate to it and so different that whole scene like that dialogue between them is just phenomenal like it's just that's the the heart and the soul of this book and if it continues to have that which i don't see that it won't right uh that's that's what grounds everything else um and so it and it does like kofi said feature this edge that i welcome you know it's it's like you don't know exactly like who's going to survive who's not there's that unexpectedness to it and that's and that's nice because honestly you go into it and there's several transformers you figure are never going to die and we've already literally got one of those off the board in issue one so it's it's a it's a welcome i i love this everything about this i am very happy about which is a perfect segue (laughs) to uh (laughs) our second book Let's go to our second book. The complete opposite end of the comic spectrum is God's number two, Jonathan Hickman's uh, opus, if you will. And uh, I, I, I put this in the in the lane, and I feel like it's just worth uh, repeating. We have to. It's one of the biggest books of the week. Good this God. is the most Hickman second issue <laughs> ever, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Because the first issue I came away with, I went in with like very little expectations of like, right. I'm going to like this or not. And I was pleasantly surprised. I came away really digging that issue. And this issue, oh my God. Like I almost, I had to almost take a break. I didn't, but I almost <laughs> did because I was just like, this is so much information. And there's, and this, he doesn't he didn't even have any diagrams. It's just so much dialogue Janelle would hate this issue <laughs> so much dialogue um and i don't it's just but it's also like exposition dialogue it's, so it's telling much. you all these things about the world and who these people are and i i'm still my my question is are was this too much are you invested are you still along for the ride or was this enough to knock you out because i'm i'm kind of borderline but i'm still intrigued i'm like I reluctantly still in right like I want, I understand that this is supposed to be a big thing for the Marvel Universe. (laughs) And so I will clearly have FOMO, but, but like, I think that's more because like, I'm more tied in and invested into the things happening in the like kind of grander scheme of the Marvel Universe. Right. And if I was not, RIP, I'm done. This book is immediately off my list. I mean, there's a picture here of a cube and that sequence alone. (laughs) (laughs) It was such whiplash uh, from like that first issue to this issue where I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah, there's (laughs) first of all, I I feel like you you tend to like more of this kind of stuff. Did you or not? Or not? Uh, I mean, I do. I do. I I was a heavy sci-fi fantasy kid. I love like intense, crazy worlds of sci-fi fantasy. What I will say is I I get I always try to keep in mind like what the writer or artist is trying to do. And if I can even see an intention here. And I do see that this feels like Jack Kirby level imagination 
But in a modern world where we are jaded about religion, jaded yep. about magic, now jaded about science somehow too, we've gotten to yep. that point, but like where all these concepts are so, that used to be so reliable and, and like fun and fantastical are now so jaded and like cynical and, and divisive. And, and there's part of me that's really kind of worried that this is a whole lot of gobbledygook just to get us to a point of saying you, these things you think are so divided, aren't so divided. Like there's more that bonds us together in these things than divides us, which yeah. is a simplistic theme, but we are taking a long spiraling <laughs> winding road to get to this point. Um, yeah. It, it's just like, I don't. And again, I also ask the question, like, who is this for? Like mm -hmm. who, this isn't fantasy enough to be like, fantasy right. crowd pleasing it's not sci-fi enough to yeah, be sci-fi not superhero pleasing. Enough. yeah not superhero enough to be superhero crowd pleasing so who is it for it's kind of like i feel like it's another book and i forget which one we were just talking about that had the same issue but i feel like it's doing a perfect job of missing all the demographics at once and kind of just <laughs> ending up in this weird space by itself and it's just like yeah, that's hard to do. I forget. Matt, do you remember what we were just talking about? It was a piece of content. And I was like, we were talking, we we're saying the same thing. It's like, you've effectively serviced none of this wide range of people that you kind of are trying to appeal to. And yeah, you're, you're going things. Or show. It might but, have been a show too. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was a show. But um, um, yeah, but in, in this sense, like this book could have been just like whittled down to just this girl and her going on this journey of discovery. And I hope that in further chapters, they do start to slim the focus down a little bit mm -hmm. so that we can just follow a piece of this, absorb a piece of it, get to know just these characters. Then maybe the next book takes us somewhere else and we spend more time following somebody else. And then it eventually kind of comes together because well, right hey, now, like leaping back and forth across all these centurums, then I got to remember this magic set <laughs> and all of this. It's like, that's a lot. And you've made me care about this much absolute zero of it yeah. really there's like nobody that was the, in this book i'm deeply connected to like, it's just so weird because i i felt that way at first with like the orcus stuff and things from you know house of x and, and powers of 10 uh but even then i felt i understood that more a little bit from uh, more from the get-go than i do with whatever the heck is going on here Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you alluded to, I think you both alluded to. I think what helped me with House and Powers, what helped me with the X-Men was that I was already invested in those characters already. Yeah. Like I came in with a I want to see these characters treated right, especially we come from you know years of kind of this drought of like really great X-Men stories, and, and it mm -hmm. had kind of been just going in circles for a while. So this was so fresh. It was it brought them the prominence. It treated the characters with respect, but it also brought in all these new elements. I was already invested. Right. I'm not invested in any of the stuff coming in. So you're just hitting me with a bunch of. I mean, it really feels like, you know, when you're you know jumping to another uh, you know tabletop RPG or another JRPG, and they just throw names and worlds at you, and for the first four hours, you're like, I don't know what any of that crap means. I don't. <laughs> I'm not invested yeah. like, in any way and it takes them a while to get there but like these gotta the first issue was such a great introduction i just mm -hmm. this was too much this was like here's the other thing if you're gonna read if you're if you're only gonna want to read one dr strange book read the other one 
That one is way better than 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 way more enjoyable than than this. He seems so out of character too. By the way, they, they like, well, was feel that say, the no friends thing. But I don't know. But that's I, a I Hickman thing. That but like that's a Hickman thing. None of Hickman's characters are actually characters. They're all plot. Well, characters. they're just not human. They're more. They're always more intellectual. It's a Nolan thing. Like he's more yeah. intellectual than he's For human. Sure. Like, and so whenever everybody speaks in logic and not emotion, like. But it's like we it's just saw like McKay take that character and do so much and then yep. even in the run before that we saw yep. dr strange you know aaron's run like we saw i've seen dr strange done so many ways that it's not that and this right. just seems i know it's supposed to be like coming at it from a, a logic and scientific angle but he just comes across as soulless and he just comes yeah. across as a husk and i'm like that's mm -hmm. not a dr strange i like like well, I mean, he didn't give me my favorite guy. moment in this book, which was peeling that little device off the wall and be like, yo, bro, not here. Like, yeah, don't do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite like, moment you know was basically are? all of the magic heroes being like, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were like, yeah, I'm not getting involved in this. Wong Come was out. great. Yeah, I don't want to die. And then he just, he just did. <laughs> that said, um, the writing is not bad. I, I have to be, I mean, I, I will admit, like, the writing is not bad. There, There's big exposition, but some of these things that are written are actually really good. There's like, I even photo, I even took a screenshot of it of like when that scene, when I don't even know her, remember her name. Aiko, I, I think, is talking with mm -hmm. the girl and she says something. And they say there's something about like pretenders work at being hard, something they're not. They build these mm. support systems, all this stuff. Like those are actually really witty, like insightful. There's good right. writing in here. Absolutely. But it is so cluttered. And like I said, yeah. I think the first issue worked because if this had just been like win, seeing him at, during a battle go around the universe, bartering and trading and pushing mm. all these things to get back and help them win, that was an not telling us, showing us illustration of where this fits into a cosmic order, mm -hmm. kind of why it's important, how they steer things, how they see things. And that was interesting. 100%. This other side is boring <laughs> as hell. Like it's a library full of stuff. And it's just like, you guys talk about like bureau, like boring bureaucratic scientific stuff. Like yeah, science doesn't have to be this boring. In the modern time, science isn't this boring. There's right. a bunch of scientists that are rock stars that like, right. you know, I mean, get right. weird in science. Like I, I want like, to imagine dry. I want to imagine. Store, by yeah. Yeah. And I want to run by an issue. Apple store. I'm sorry. Go ahead. God's no, sorry, run no, sorry. By an Apple store. <laughs> 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 I got to imagine by the next issue. It well, like we'll see some more of the, the superhero stuff and like, you know, it, it's, but like as, as a chapter of a, of a larger whole, and well, look, that's, that's the other thing too, right? Like these books, they ain't cheap anymore. And so like, I don't know how you like justify shelling out for this outside of the, Oh, it's supposed to make big changes in the Marvel universe. Right. Maybe I'll like skip two issues and then come back and see if it makes any sense. Yeah, uh, wait and see if that trade is worth it. Like, yeah. right. Right. Like, like this is, and so I think like the other thing too, is like, I, not that every, issue needs something like this but like i would have appreciated like maybe even a small fight in the book or something like i just like seeing like punch things yeah i mean it has to at least in this is a weird thing i mean but the fact that we're doing this on this show right now kind of proves it like it isn't generating enough 
out of the first two issues to even like crack. A it also it doesn't ask it doesn't ask any questions, right? Like with House of X and Powers of Ten, like with every issue, there was a, a good enough kind of cliffhanger that we were all just trying to figure out what the heck yeah, was going talk, to happen yeah, next. That was so much right? fun. Yeah. And and there's none of that here. There are no real questions being asked. There are almost no real stakes yet. And and so like I just I don't know why I need to care because yeah. the, even even though the first issue was great, it's now two we're now two issues in and I still don't really get what the big deal is. Yeah, I don't know what the threat is. That this wasn't seven. Like, what's in the box didn't freak right. me out as much as it was supposed to. I didn't know what that was, and I was like, okay. I felt bad. And I was freaked out. I mean, it, it was like, oh, and they're and they're kind of like, it. Honestly, what's inside the box made me. That was probably one of the more intriguing parts of the whole issue. Yeah. It was just the, yeah. you know, I'm here. Like the fact that someone's responding and the fact that he's, you know, not by his like that was interesting. That was one of the most interesting things. And I, I even like, uh, is it Maya, Mia? I, I like the, you know, that character coming in, like she's interesting, but like what I, and I understand what they're doing, right. They're trying to build their numbers, all that stuff. Like I, I understood it. Cause I feel like sometimes that's the like very easy knee jerk reaction to things of like, when you don't like a particular book like this, especially like Hickman stuff tends to be like this. You, you don't get it is like the popular comeback of like, well, you just don't get it. Well, I don't think there's anything to get right now. I don't think no, they've done a very I, good job exactly. of telling thing, me right? why like, I understood it. I followed it. It was just, you know, there are parts of it. I was like, man, I could have used a fight just to break up the damn speech bubbles. And <laughs> okay. I see, and just kind of concluding my thoughts, yeah. I see where, I, I do see where this is going, okay? Like, I understand this girl's going to be our avatar into getting us from the ground up because right. we came in with established characters, an established problem, a long history, all of that. She's going to be our entryway into seeing this kind of develop step-by-step hero's journey. I also know that next issue we are... It already sets us up for next issue to spend a good time of that issue still on a walkthrough getting <laughs> explanations of what whatever door they went into, yep. whatever's on the other side and what it's all about. While meanwhile, we're going to hopefully get a, a clearer picture of what the threat is to all yeah. to all this. So yeah. issue three is going to be another one. I'm hoping by issue four, like we're, we're going, going right? Really. Like. I talk a lot about, and it's something that I, I, Kofi and I have talked about this a little bit about, like I, I picture everything now. I, I talk a lot about the economy of time, right? There is only so much time and money and effort that people have for entertainment, right? There's a ton of stuff happening on streaming. Movies are back in theaters. Everyone's lives are kind of getting back you know, in order for families who have, you know, kids, there's softball practice and whatever. And like, so time has become premium currency again. Right. And when it comes time for like things like hobbies and stuff like this, like, I don't, I would rather like, I I used to stack my pull list in like order of time, you know, order and how I wanted to read them. And I put my favorite books kind of at the bottom because that's where I want to end kind of thing. And I don't, this feels like a book right now where I'm like, I don't know, like it feels like a book that I'll read it when I get to it and not a book that I have to read when I pick it up. And I want it to be like Transformers is a book I have to read when I get it. This book is not right now. Yeah. 
Agreed. No, I get it. Um, so let's move into some rapid fires. Uh, we'll we'll kind of knock these out really quick. We got a couple here. Uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, the continue. We were on issue number three now yeah. with Kelly Thompson's new series. I I adore the series. Oh, uh, this this issue again, like they've you know they've done the whole thing of like focusing on different different team ups and different characters in every issue. Um, I hope I'm saying it right. Is it Zealot? Always don't know exactly how to say it. Yeah, Zealot from Zealot. Wildcats. Yeah. So um, because I said I remember saying Zealot one time and like I got roasted, but then like I heard someone <laughs> else say it. And then, like, I was like, oh, that is how you say it. Like, there's a couple of names out there I still don't actually know how to say. So, Zealot's great. But we get this real, like, narrowed down focus on what she – she was the most kind of question mark addition to the team when it was first revealed, other than Harley Quinn. But that was just because people are very divisive on Harley Quinn. But, like, Zealot was kind of like, why? Like, a lot of people were kind of like, you know, unless you read some of the Wildstorm stuff. Unless you read some of her stuff, you were kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And here we really get a look at what she brings to the team, that edge that she brings. You know, there's a reason back in issue one where I can't remember what Dinah called it, but like the it was like the the beat em up squad or whatever, like that nickname she referred to them as. And here, like you really get a sense. I mean, she stabs hardly for the like, you know, for a for a reason, right? Like I won't go into full on that. But I just I just love what this book does. And then by the end, we set up the big Wonder Woman clash that's going to happen. I I, I love this book. I also think this book is like uh, gorgeous art wise. And in fact, there's a bunch in this week that we hit that are just this week in comics was beautiful, like right out of the part. So did anyone else read Birds before before I move? I'm I'm literally in the middle of it right now. Okay, yeah, I love this book. It's it's so excellent. Yeah, oh it's been yeah. it's been way more. I don't want to say it's like way more fun than I expected. Um, but like it it was really it's a mix of both the actual team and the creative team that had me really pick this one up and and give it a look. And I'm glad I did because it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. Uh, moving on to one I forgot to read, uh, <laughs> Punisher number one. I meant to. It was on my list. Dang it, uh, Punisher number one. But Jim, I know you read this one. What did you? I did. Look, you I I was firmly in the camp of. Do we really need another Punisher book? Right? Like, like, do we? Like, is that is that something that we that we need right now? And uh, man, this book comes out swinging, and I'm I'm all in uh, for for this. Uh, the team of david propose dave watcher and dan brown really really nailed this like it is this is as classic of a punisher story as you would expect mm. but also uh but also but like way, but way modern like my biggest thing like the thing that i usually have with my biggest problem with like new marvel or new superheroes in general right is that they all have this trauma that kind of dates back to like uh, a war long time ago, right? The Frank Castle was that too. And so when a new, a new suit, new quote in quotes, new superhero comes onto the scene and has a bit more of a modern reason and backstory, I'm way more intrigued. I'm way more kind of in, in, invested in all this. Uh, this also takes place in uh, in New York City, and so like I love seeing subway stuff. I love the the New York City of it all. It makes me homesick for it uh, in a way, and it's done and it's done really really well. And like I said, like the tech aspect of this is, I love sci-fi weaponry tech all that stuff and not that like 
this goes overboard with that because like so this new punisher is a former shield guy so he has a bunch of shield tech uh, stuff okay. um which and so like so like the suit and the costume kind of all makes sense in that uh he uh his guy in the chair is is great uh in this there's cool fun tech things to it that just got me kind of all on board on this and it's freaking gorgeous so to all me right. Total package worth the pickup. Go check it out. I did notice the cable guns right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, look, I, like, I am a sucker for <laughs> sci-fi high-tech weaponry. It, it, it gets me every time. I have several action figures with guns just like that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, moving into uh, Petrolhead number one, which um, talk about again. I mentioned this before. Gorgeous books. Oh my god, <laughs> this book is, um, and I believe uh, yeah, obviously Rob Williams. Uh, wrote this, but then is it Pi Par? I believe. I think so. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah. mag- magnificent. This just futuristic, but like the the way the vehicles are drawn, it's mm-hmm. this like perfect mix of um, not cyberpunk. It's just this perfect mix of like what I guess what we would have thought the future would have looked like right. 50 years ago, <laughs> mixed yep. in like everything kind of. Uh, there's like several cars that have like a Mach 5 feel to them uh and yeah. it's just beautiful you meet all these outlandish weird eccentric characters like it's kind of mad maxi yeah uh in a sense it's like mad max meets fifth element in a in a sense uh which i like man like look uh, it, this is one of those things where like you look at the cover and you're like you have no clue kind of clue what to expect yeah and uh, i think if you're at the comic shop and you flip through this book just as like to take a glance like you're going to take this to the counter uh just off the the artwork alone and rob williams is as solid of uh, a creator as you could want and the the two just nail it like i this is a book that like i hope when is all said and done is collected gets an oversized uh version of it because it is truly one of the it's one of the best looking books out on stands and it's the only the first issue. Yeah, first issue of 4 and 4.99 this book is big too. So yeah. like you get a lot. Like it's, it's, it's okay. a great value for that. Um uh House of Slaughter uh something is killing the children uh was brought up before the show but mostly because <laughs> I can't seem to ship out things <laughs> I'm supposed to uh but House of Slaughter way in on this this Love story to. arc has been uh, so interesting, like bait as a character being this, you know, character without, um, arms, but he is a, you know, a monster hunter. And so then you're also like, he doesn't really speak. So a lot of the backstory and stuff has been filled in through conversations with his, you know, his totem, which is like one of those, uh, like when you make snowflakes and you bring the paper out, but it's like children, right. It's one of those things like you would learn in like a, uh you know like children's church or something like one of those craft type things that's his totem so then the totem's mm-hmm. talking to him about all this super creepy stuff and he's like it's the tension like finding out who knows about the creatures and who doesn't and then you get like a fight scene that like you know is this book and this franchise overall has like never shied away from you know brutality or very like visceral looking stuff but like these sequences there are some really like oof stuff that happens here uh i i i adore this i house of slaughter like really only had like maybe one arc that i haven't really liked other than that they've been hitting out of the park with these like smaller arcs so uh can't recommend that enough blue beetle number three 
uh, just like the movie. If you are sleeping on Blue Beetle, you should not because <laughs> it's good. And again, this book is beautiful. Oh my God. It's so, it's so different too. And it's in its art style, but like we're getting, there's so much of the, I, I know, haven't history. read this. Is the cover artist, the interior artist or yes. no? Oh, okay. Well, then maybe, maybe, <laughs> I'm looking at this cover now for the cover to three. It's great. So yeah, it's the, the artwork is so like, and it, especially too, cause this issue deals with more of the realm of magic. Right. Um, and so you're bringing in all these magical characters with that style applied. Um, Adam Xanadu is in this uh, Starfire continue to p- continues to play a, a role with Jaime. So there's a lot of just, really great stuff that's that's put here um and then jim you had one for us i did i just want to mention i just want to toss out uh scorched uh it's like the spawn team book uh which i know like i didn't get we didn't get richard the asset for so i'm sorry richard uh but it's um it's it's you know there's a bunch of spawn books out there and of the spawn books this is probably this is one of the better ones that i would say uh, to check out this one's the end of an arc and so like if you're waiting for an opportunity to get in i'd say maybe i pick up the the next one probably but John Layman, John Layman's writing it over, you know, with Todd McFarlane plots and stuff like that. And Steven Segovia, uh, who, you know, has, he's been in the business for a real long time, has, a, uh, has, tr- has traditionally had a pretty darker style, but here feels way more superhero books. And who doesn't love a team of spawns doing spawn stuff? Uh, and it, it, it looks great. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like, the the spawn books for me are like the fun light reads and uh todd keeps them affordable so i'll keep picking them up so. <laughs> uh before we move into a uh, record pass kofi any any uh book you wanted to recommend throw in there anything you read so far Nah, i'll just say some things on friday on our regular show subscribe to comic book nation and find out there boom uh so record pass just for transformers 2 and gods 2 our two main books uh i really don't think we made this one a mystery <laughs> uh no <laughs> I, I don't think so now transformers uh i'm gonna it's not a secret i'm gonna give it a pass here uh, i'm gonna give it a thumbs up absolutely um yeah, unanimous thumbs unanimous across the unanimous board. as it 100%. should be all right yeah. now here's the biggie all right gods uh, let's start with Jim. That's a thumbs down. That's a that's a no for me, brother. I'm sorry. Like I don't I don't I don't know how you recommend this book to someone uh, <laughs> right now. Like yeah. if issue three, like I said, if issue three picks up and like gives us more information, then yeah, I'll tell someone go pick up issues one and two. But like right now, this issue, I'm telling I'm telling folks to wait. I'm sorry, Kofi. Um, not on the series, but on this sole issue, thumbs down for me, same deal. Like, man, this is not convincing me to keep on. I I need to wait and see, and I get paid to, but other people do not. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, I really wanted two thumbs up this, this week for me because I did split last week, but, uh, nah, thumbs down for me. I it's, and again, not the series. I enjoyed issue one. It's just this issue. This issue was just too much <laughs> it was just too, it was too much hopefully issue three maybe we'll get a universal thumbs up uh but that has been this episode of the pool list obviously we'll have a couple comics we're also going to talk about uh on friday we didn't talk about a big one right uh batman hit hit nudge nudge uh so we'll talk about that on friday if you want to see more of this uh give it a watch you can also give it a listen on any of our uh podcast platforms and uh let us know what you think going forward and uh, that is it for us i am you can find me on 
X, I guess. I hate not calling it Twitter. Where can you find me on X at Matt Aguilar CB? You can find me at Kofi Outlaw. I'm at Jim Biscardi. I make it real easy for everyone. (laughs) Uh, We will catch you next week. Peace. See you.